What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, D. Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Beautiful Wednesday night. Actually, a lot of smog uh, coming over the city right now, but beautiful night for the boys to be back on the pod. We are doing a 2022 redraft, fellas. How are we doing? I mean, like you said, it's definitely not a beautiful night. It's a pretty, <laughs> pretty terrible, actually. I feel like we're an interstellar when just the the sky is just done for yeah. and the planet's dying. But doing good. Uh, another week closer to the NFL season and college football in particular, too. I'm just getting, I'm getting riled up in the zone, so I'm pretty happy. Nice. Yeah, very you know excited. We, we also have a really, really fun one today. I I, I love redrafting. It's it's cool to see which teams got it right. And which players panned out better than others and seeing who we actually have. And I'm interested because we actually had a lot of solid players drop out of the first round. Maybe that's indicative of this draft being quite strong. Yeah, I think it was a really, really strong year last year. It was really fun doing this draft, taking a look back at some of the guys who panned out in the first round and and they stayed in the first round. Then uh, a lot of guys outside the first round, in the day three, we even had an undrafted guy, spoiler alert, make this first round. So going to be a really, really fun one, too. And I was looking at some some props, some odds from these guys, too. And if you went back on BovadaSportsbook.com last season, you would have been able to get Sauce Gardner at plus 900 before the season to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. And you would have been able to get Garrett Wilson at plus 1,000. Neither of those guys had the best odds to coming into the year. So would have been really nice to sprinkle a little bit on those two guys, especially for us as jet fans. Yeah. But it just got me, uh, it just got me turning for this year's class on, on who to bet and a couple of long shots. We, uh, we got some stuff at the end for, uh, for all you junkies out there. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm, I am so ashamed. I didn't sprinkle on Garrett to win. Uh, we should win be o- Roy. I mean, that was like something I was saying before the season too. I just didn't, didn't pull the trigger, which sucks. I did take, the Jets to make the playoffs midseason at plus eight fifty, and it came crashing down. <laughs> so. But you know, you live and you learn. I got it this year. It won't stop right. me. All right, so we we got the twenty twenty two draft order set, and we did this after all of the trades. This is not the original draft order from twenty twenty two. Obviously, we know some big trades happened last year with AJ Brown being on the move for the for the Eagles. Uh, Hollywood Brown got moved to the Cardinals during the draft. So that is the draft order that we have set after all of those moves. So we are at the 101 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Dean, you are on the clock. They took Trayvon Walker last year at the 101. Who you got for the Jags? This, to no surprise, is not Trayvon Walker, although he is still has potential through the roof. This is obviously the best rookie from the draft at a premium premium position and that's sauce Gardner, and it actually bodes for what they need obviously corner is a increasingly premium position in this league and getting a out of the gate top five guy which no one would argue sauce Gardner is without a doubt a top five corner in this league still so young and you would also assume he has not even reached his full potential, which is just scary. It's invaluable and would be a no-brainer for the Jags to get Sauce Gardner at one. Like that. Sauce Gardner and uh, and Tyson Campbell on opposite ends. That's a really nice cornerback duo for the Jags. Ray, 
you're on the clock here at pick two with the Detroit Lions. You took Aiden Hutchinson last year. Yeah, this this can't change. Uh, it makes too much sense. Detroit's going to go with the Michigan kid. He was my number one overall player last year. I think, obviously, like Dean said, I think Sauce was probably the best rookie. I'd argue Garrett was number two, but Aiden Hutchinson really does look the part of a pro. 6'6", 270-pound edge. It's just a total package. Nine and a half sacks this year, 53 total pressures, uh, according to PFF. So, came in second place in D-Roy uh, voting, too. So, if it wasn't for Sauce's just elite year, this guy probably would have won Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, I got to stick with Aiden Hutchinson. Is D Roy the uh, the long lost brother of of Kendall and and Roman and Shiv Roy? <laughs> Shout good, out succession. Shout that out succession. Good. Miss you so much. Yeah. Right now, right now on Bovada, you can get Aiden Hutchinson ten plus sacks. You got to pay a little juice. Minus one ninety five. You guys touching that? Nine and a half sacks last year. Wow, it's minus one ninety five for yeah. 10. I'm not touching that. Yeah, no, that's that's a little too no rich. Shot, my- I'm touching that. That's actually wow. I mean, he's a beast, but wow, a lot of injury concern. Yeah, uh, sacks it, are, to pay the to pay the juice like that. Stuff. There are awesome players who just get crazy amount of pressure, still look the part, play great, play most of the season, if not all of it, and you know, get nine, ten, and are great. That's that's high praise for Hutchinson going into his sophomore year. All right, I'm on the clock here. Pick three with the Houston Texans, who took Derek Stingley Jr. last year instead of taking Sauce Gardner. Hey, yikes. Uh, We love that. I'm going to roll with uh, our other Jets counterpart, Garrett Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. Best wide receiver of the group. Um, And I think this year, especially with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to show everybody that he's a top wide receiver in this league, even with bad quarterback play last year. Had over a thousand yards as a rookie and would have done similar things with Houston, who definitely needed a pass catcher last year, especially with unforeseen circumstances with with John Mechie dealing with with cancer. Um, that team was pretty much up in flames last year, and Garrett definitely would have been a, a bright spot for them. So Garrett Wilson going off the board at three to the Houston Texans. Dino, you are back on the clock with our New York Jets for the first of their three picks. At four, we obviously took Sauce Gardner here at four. Who we got here? Yeah, no, I absolutely love this pick. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure probably surprised one you of guys us. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it probably surprised you guys a bit. But in this redraft scenario, the Jets do not have Aaron Rodgers. And luckily, we are granted the knowledge. We had inklings of it. Of course, we were we are hopeful Jet fans, so we get easily uh, duped, as you would say. But we are currently granted, obviously, the knowledge of Zach Wilson being as effective running an offense as an air conditioner in Antarctica. So absolutely abysmal. Don't want it. I, I have a feeling that the Jets front office and coaching staff knew this going into last season as well. I think that's why their leash was so short with him. But that being said, and after seeing how incredible Brock Purdy was for eight games, I think that this is Brock Purdy. Two of those, of course, being in the playoffs, this just flat out can't be anyone else. I I guess you could look like Olave, considering you're not going to get Gary Wilson. Maybe if you like Stingley enough to grab him there, I I I don't. And uh, I mean, you can argue Purdy was a you know proponent of a really well oiled machine devised by an offensive genius in Shanahan, but I would argue that the offense looked very, very different than the iteration say ran by Garoppolo where 
honestly, more times than not, Shanahan just really, I think, let Purdy ball out. And he answered every time in big games against great, great defenses. And even in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter, multiple times. So uh, Brock Purdy's the real deal. We're also operating that he's healthy right now. So if that's the case and he's going to his rookie season, give me Mr. Irrelevant like it uh yeah i don't want to take anything away from brock purdy because what he did last year was unbelievable but you know the iteration of jimmy g playing quarterback for the san francisco 49ers did bring them to a super bowl so put some spec on that man's name ray what do you think about this pick for the jets i don't know what's the worst the pick or the air conditioner in antarctica (laughs) i like that one (laughs) i hated that that made me my fucking skin curl oh all right right (laughs) right you're on the clock here with the new york giants who took cave on thibodeau at the pick five yeah this one was really tough i didn't know if i should stand pat and go with cave on i mean he flashed i think he came in fourth as defensive rookie of the year this past year uh in like 13 or 14 games but i think i gotta go with the guy who came in third in the voting in um, Tariq Woolen. He was just too good for them. Uh, no one thought he was going to do what he did. I mean, the guy blew up the combine, measured 6'4", ran 4'26", and everyone's like, holy shit, like a converted wide receiver with the length, ball skills, and just this pure athleticism at playing cornerback. It could be something special. He obviously ended up falling a little bit uh, later than everyone thought, but it didn't stop him because he started all every game of the season for the Seahawks, had six picks, 10 pass breakups, a touchdown. I think his uh, completion percentage allows like 55%. So he was an absolute animal for the uh, the Seahawks. And I think the Giants, we see their system. They're a little bit more man-heavy, I think, than Seattle. But they need cornerbacks badly. I mean, they took banks this past year. I think uh, Woolen was someone who could have been a true number one for them in this defense. I think Wink would have loved it. So that's going to be my pick. Yeah, I really like this. Fits the the scheme really well and uh, obviously played way above – his draft position last year. I'm on the clock here at pick six for the Carolina Panthers, who took Iki Aquanu last year. I'm sticking with Iki. Hey, um, <laughs> he was up and down. Da- he was up and down last year, but he really started to figure it out down the stretch. Um, I really like what they're doing in Carolina, especially with that offensive line. And I think Iki has a really, really strong year this year. I think he proves why he was the first tackle taken last year. Had a really, really strong run blocking grade last year and i think with bryce young at the helm he's going to do some big things at that left tackle spot so i'm sticking with icky at pick six for carolina dino you are back on the clock at seven with the giants second pick who they took evan neal at seven last year who you got here g-men do um they do uh they do this draft very different than obviously they they did in real life, and uh, I honestly really like it. And this pick is going to be Chris Olave, and I would love – I think that's an awesome draft for them, Tariq Woolen then Chris Olave. You know, with the G-Men's first pick, like I just said, being Woolen and being, again, on the defensive side to be Wink's number one corner, I, I'm honestly going to trust him to employ really his creative defensive scheme where he really – has shown time and time again to find alternate avenues of getting to the quarterback effectively, as long as he has that true number one in the back end. And I, I obviously Tariq was Wollen was amazing and definitely could be that for them. Th- this frees them up to get, in my opinion, the one B receiver in this in this draft. I mean, 
Garrett was amazing. Olave is right there, in my opinion. He was just fantastic. I had Garrett and Olave as my number two, number three. Uh, this wide receiver room has been absolutely brutal, not only talent-wise, but also with injuries. And this will surely help that Dable offense really take the next step. I'd argue Olave had a better QB situation this year, obviously, with Andy Dalton than whatever Garrett Wilson had. But his efficiency needs to be noted. He went 1,044 yards on only 607 snaps versus Wilson's 1,100 yards on 882 snaps, 270 snaps more. Those are, I mean, guys different. So going to be Chris Olave. Yeah, both those Ohio State guys are are really special. Olave was really, really good last year. And I think a lot of people, we talked about this last year doing doing our scouting, that people were kind of just, getting in love with with the new shiny toys that that people were learning about and didn't want to talk about Olave because they'd seen it for so many years, but he just showed why he did it for so many years at Ohio State last year. He was awesome last year. Um, Ray, you are on the clock here at pick eight with the Atlanta Falcons who took Drake London last year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a tough one too just because I feel like the Falcons themselves, just recent track record, they just double down and go Drake London again. Uh, this, this this front office seems to just love taking skill position players in the top 10. But for me personally, I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau. I think, like I said before, he flashed for the Giants. He started all 14 games he played in. He, I think he missed some time with a little bit of an injury. Um, but he had four sacks, 45 total pressures, six tackles for loss. So he's he's dynamic off the edge. He was my number four overall player, my number two edge in the class last year. And he just adds he just adds a little bit of dynamic athleticism that this uh, defense is lacking. The one thing that I was concerned about when he came out was just the fact that he was a little undersized at six four, and I think he only weighed two fifty four at the combine. But I think that fits perfectly in this three four D, where he could just be this, that stand up rusher off the edge. I mean, they took Epicette in the second round, who I wasn't a big fan of last year. So let's let's uh, reverse that trend and go cave on round one and just give that defense a real odd game changer. Yeah, I like it. Taking a look back on Bovada, we didn't take Aiden Hutchinson 10-plus sacks, but 10-plus sacks on Bovada for KT is plus 125. We touch on that. Had four sacks last year. Is it 10 flat or 10 and a half? It's 10-plus. Oh, 10-plus. Oh, that's better. It's like nine and a half. Um, You could say that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> that's, that is definitely more appealing than Aiden. For sure. But I don't know. I don't even think I'm touching that either. Yeah, I'll plead the fifth just so I don't give Fabs his fat ass the fucking uh, joy of me saying over. I'm not doing it. Fair yeah, enough. That's shaming people. That's fucked up, right? All right. I'm on the clock here at pick nine with Seattle Seahawks who took Charles Cross. I think they really loved that pick last year. I'm actually going to go to another offensive lineman, though. I'm going Tyler Smith here. For the Seattle Seahawks, I think he was arguably the best rookie offensive lineman last year. Spent a lot of time at tackle when Dallas probably thought he was going to play guard for them for most of the year, but slid in because of some injuries. And for a Seattle team that hit on both their offensive tackles last year with him, Charles Cross, and Abe Lucas, I think this is a home run pick for them getting Tyler Smith in. This was one of our guys last year, too, um, who played really, really well for Dallas. So I love this for Seattle at nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little wild. I think uh, I think Charles Cross probably would have been the pick here. I feel like he played really well for them. I think, I disrespect- I think it was disrespectful to see Cross. Is I, it? I, don't think, I don't think it was crazy. I wouldn't even think it'd be crazy to go Abe here. 
Well, Dave, you... honestly, Abe can't do no wrong. I mean, he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bias can't can't. It, it needs to show. I can't. It can't you be, biased? No, it can't be contained. I can't help it. But he he also played great. So don't don't give me that shit. It wouldn't be wild. It wouldn't be. All right, Dino, you are back on the clock here with another New York Jets pick at pick uh-huh. ten. Obviously, they took Garrett Wilson here at ten. He is not on the board. So who are you going? For the New York Jets. For both of these picks. I love this draft for them. Obviously not as much as the draft itself. We were able to get Garrett Wilson and and, uh, Sauce Gardner, both offensive and defensive rookie of the year. But this was my guy. This was wide receiver one for me extremely early before he was anywhere near anyone's top two or top three even when it comes to wide receiver rankings. And that's Drake London. With no Garrett, the Jets get a great consolation here on Drake London. He's a, a true X. Really, you pair that with Elijah Moore, and who could primarily place in the slot, which he was much better at and um, was a lot less of a diva when he was in the slot. Uh, I was huge on London and think for a good portion of the season, he delivered on the hype in his rookie season. Posted 72, 866 yards. And four touchdowns in one of, if not the the most run heavy offenses in the NFL and getting the getting thrown the ball by, you know, Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter might as well be us three. So it might as well be Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco and Mike White. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's no there is actually no way there's dude you cannot the savior can't be in that conversation. The fact you even put Mike Sorry, White's Mike. name within a metric mile of those other four quarterbacks, obviously respect to Joe Flacco, but you know, he's 900 years old now, but come on, Mike White's the man. Sorry, Mike, a metric mile. Wouldn't that be just a (laughs) 2.2 kilometers? Isn't that what, isn't that what a mile is in in metric system? What's going on here? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Dean's running, Dean's running a 5k. Um, just to recap quickly on the first 10 picks, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the 101 took Sauce Gardner. At pick two, the Detroit Lions took Aiden Hutchinson. At three, the Houston Texans took Garrett Wilson. At four, the New York Jets with the first of their three picks took Brock Purdy. At five, the New York Giants took Tariq Wolin. At six, the Carolina Panthers stuck with their guy, Iki Aquanu. At seven, the New York Giants took Chris Olave. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Kayvon Thibodeau. At nine, the Seattle Seahawks took Tyler Smith. And then at 10, the New York Jets took Drake London. Ray, you're back on the clock here with the New Orleans Saints who traded up with Washington to draft Chris Olave, who is off the board. Who you got here for Washington? Uh, for New Orleans, sorry. Yeah, uh, top three receivers off the board. I, I'm going to go with uh, an offensive tackle since they kind of took Penning later in this draft and they missed on him a little bit. I'm going to go Charles Cross. Uh, since you left him on the board for me after going Tyler Smith a couple picks earlier, I, I, Charles Cross played really well, dude. He started every game for the Seahawks this past year. I think he only allowed five sacks on true pass sets with uh, 37 total pressures. Uh, and the PFF like pass blocking efficiency grade, he think he was top six in both those categories. So he's he's a true he's a true left tackle. Let's be real. We said it even going last year. I think he was my number three tackle, but he was the most pure pass. Uh, both pure pass blocker in the class. So give someone the, give the saints someone who can uh, keep, I guess now Derek Carr upright. Yeah. Really like that for them. They, uh, they needed another offensive tackle. 
I am on the clock here at pick 12 with the Detroit Lions who moved up um, with Minnesota to draft Jamison Williams, who is obviously now suspended in this upcoming season. I got them taking Trent McDuffie. He was really, really good last year. He kind of had a, a slow start at the beginning of last year, but when he moved into the slot late in the year, he was really, really good. Detroit was one of the worst passing defenses in the league last year. They could have really benefited from having this guy on their roster and now taking a look at, at this core this year, they would have been full steam ahead with the with Trent McDuffie in the in the slot for them. So I really like this here for for Detroit at twelve. Yeah, Trent really played well down the stretch. Dude, how did I mean just Kansas City in general, just getting what they got out of their rookies last year, so fucking important to draft well. It's crazy. Yeah. And the fact that people don't understand that still pisses me off. <laughs> All right, Dino, you're on the clock here at 13 with the Philadelphia Eagles, who moved up a few spots to draft Jordan Davis. Yeah, Ray's going to give me an eye roll on this one. But this one was a, a big head scratcher for me. Definitely took my longest to decide on. The Really, the question that endlessly just went through my head was, which player available gives the Eagles that last nudge over the line to beat the Chiefs in their pursuit for that Lombardi trophy, of course? The trenches on both sides were dominant and deep. Jordan Davis, I believe, played sub-100 snaps on the season, so really did not play a bunch. He is going to be very good, in my opinion, and warrants a pick this high still. And we'll get a ton of looks this year after that defensive line has lost a few pieces. But for this year, not necessarily needed. Stingley would be a great pick for the future with that potential. Uh, Brees or even or even Kenneth Walker would make a ton of sense, actually. I wish I would have pulled the trigger on one of them. That would have been cool. But I wanted to have some fun, and I grabbed them the ball hawk, ball hawk in Jalen Petrie. I don't know how his PFF score is as atrocious as it was, but he, along with Jaquan Brisker, I, I believe they both had a better season than Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton's going to be very good as well. But this safety class balled. There's like six this this safety class is like six deep that played really great football. Jalen Petrie had, like I said, a ton of production. He had a knack for getting the football and he played a ton up in the box. He had 147 tackles. So the fact he plays just like an eagle, perfect for the system. Uh like semi like a Sidney Brown type, but he can just get that ball, get after it. So I uh, I give them Jalen Petrie. I I love this pick. Well, I mean, it's definitely a fun pick. He definitely fits really well with that defense, especially looking at it like this year. If you plug Jalen Petrie on that defense this year, it's their fucking problem. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ray, you are back on the clock here at 14 for the Baltimore Ravens. You took Kyle Hamilton, who was just mentioned. Who you got here? I'm going Derek Stingley Jr. This is one of my favorite picks, I think, of this uh, this whole process. I know he, he kind of disappointed as a rookie. He only pl- uh, played nine games due to his injury, but I still believe in the pure man ability. He was my number 11 player last year, my number two corner behind Sauce. I just think the transition from Houston, who played predominantly zone the entire season, they were a big cover two team under uh, uh, that staff, to go to now to go to Baltimore, who can make, they mixed up their coverage really well. I think the combo of him and Marlon Humphrey would just do wonders for that defense. It would, I think it would just be perfect. Yeah, I'm still high on Stingley. I think he's going to have a good year this year. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially if he, stays, in, if he stays on the field. Yeah, especially in the in that new scheme with uh with D'Amico Ryan's, uh, I think that's a good spot for him. 
Uh, I am on the clock here with the Houston Texans, who moved back a few spots with Philly, who took Kenyon Green last year, Dean's boy. I got them taking another Mm. offensive lineman. I got them taking Abe Lucas, who we had previously mentioned. We mentioned both Seattle guys. They played awesome last year. And I think this is a huge win for the Houston Texans. And I think it's a huge win for BTT because Abe Lucas was one of our guys last year that we were harping on big time. He might have been like one or two. Yeah, he was he was a late round steal for sure. He slots right into that right tackle spot opposite of of Laramie Tunzel. They can slide Titus Howard over to guard. And I think that offensive line is on their way to being really good. Right. You mentioned the, the numbers for cross. He had 39 hurries. Abe Lucas, he only missed two games, only allowed 12 hurries last year. He was awesome last year at right tackle for That's them. Kind of so, insane. Yeah. Big, big up, big ups to, uh, awesome. to Abe Lucas who played out of his mind last year. We love you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dino, you are back on the clock here at 16 mm-hmm. with the Washington Commanders, who traded with the New Orleans Saints when they moved up for Chris Olave. They took Jahan Dotson. There was a big run on wide receivers last year. Who you got for Washington? I wouldn't even hate still going with Jahan Dotson, but he's gonna be good. Way. He was good when he was on the field. He was very season. good. He was he was I don't want to spoil anything because I actually end up picking him later, but I, this, in my opinion, needs to be Trevon Walker, the form, uh, former number one overall pick. He had a little stint with some injuries and was getting kind of moved along that defensive line throughout the year with the Jaguars. And, you know, obviously a disappointing first year, ton of potential. He was not expected to go nuts his first year. It's really he just has superstar potential and and he still really does. Ideally, I would say in this, you know, in this 3-4 defense, you you probably want Walker playing either left end or right end, but that's occupied by two guys that Commanders just gave the bag to in Allen and Payne. But the Commanders are not going to keep Chase Young, definitely, especially with all the reports that they're trying to trade him even this year. Uh, this is a contract year for Trace Young, and it is also a contract year for, on the other side, Montez Sweat. So, and I doubt they probably keep him too. So this is a glaring, glaring need. I think getting Trevon Walker would be a steal. And, you know, he was, the like I said, he's the first pick for a reason. He's a freak of nature. And he's actually been a lot of reports this uh, this offseason that he's been cross-training to play much more um, outside the tackles. Uh, even standing up potentially, which he did a little bit at, at Georgia. So, Javon Walker. Like it. So, Javon Walker off the board at 16 for Washington. Ray, you're on the clock here at 17 for the L.A. Chargers. You took Zion Johnson last year. Played pretty well last year for them. Who you got? I mean, I love my boy uh, Zion Johnson, but I think this is this is a podcast pick. This is for this is for the clan for all of us. We we need them to get better on in the trenches on defense and especially at that nose. So I'm going especially Dean. Yeah, Dean. Dean's been harping on this for a, a year plus now, probably since the podcast was created. So it's crazy. I'm going. I, Jordan, I don't understand it. I'm going Jordan Davis. Give them. He's the the original vending machine with limbs. Guy waited. <laughs> the guy weighed three forty at the combine, then ran a four seven eight. I was that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. That guy was straight up moving. That's one of the more terrifying human beings I've ever seen in my life. But he didn't play much for the Eagles. He only played in thirteen games, I think five starts. But you throw him in this front, this three four front, you can throw him right over the nose. Compliment Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa really well. I think it's a perfect fit. That yeah. would be that. That is this. an absolute perfect fit. 
Yeah. I love that pick. They uh they definitely needed some offensive line help last year, but this just makes so much sense. For I them. can't wait to watch like third string running backs just breeze past Sebastian Joseph Day this year and just <laughs> laugh as it happens again. They it's actually crazy. Their defense is OG Michael Strahan's teeth. <laughs> oh god. Damn, don't do my boy Mike like that. What it, that's it's it's just it's just it's a comment on the structure. It's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I thought he looked great. I love those teeth. I think you should bring them back. But they objectively have a huge gap in between them, just like their defense. Right. It's a comment on the structure. <laughs> All right, I'm on the clock here at 18 for the Tennessee Titans, who moved up to this spot in a trade with the Eagles for A.J. Brown. They ended up taking not his replacement, his replacement kind of, and Traylon Burks. Um, he was up and down last year, had, had some injuries. He flashed in a couple of games that he was in. Um, but I got them taking another wide receiver. I got them taking Christian Watson was not the biggest fan of Christian Watson when he came out and had an injury kind of to start the year and was trying to get going, but he had a four game stretch last year with seven touchdowns. Yeah. Pretty hard to argue with that kind of production. I think Tennessee has been really hoping to get more out of Burks this year. And I think Watson would have been their wide receiver one last year for a team that desperately needs some production at the position without A.J. Brown. So Christian Watson going off the board here at the 18 spot for the Tennessee Titans. Quick quick uh, prop for you boys. On Bovada, 10-plus touchdowns for Christian Watson, plus 500. Are we taking that? Is that a real line? That's a real line. That's I'm terrible. I'm putting putting my family on it, and seems I love like, my family. I love seems, my family. You guys seems, know that. I'll seems a little irresponsible family. to me. Ten plus I, touchdowns. I think it's irresponsible. Not is Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for them again? No. Jordan loves going to ball. Okay, Dean, you do that. I'll, yeah, Dean, it's actually, t- I, I don't want. I don't want your whole family, Dean. But I'll take balls. I'll take balls for that. <laughs> <Okay. right now. laughs> I, my brother's name is Balls. For those who don't know, on the pod, I, that's that's okay. You can have Balls. Okay, cool. Yeah, that Bet. that's tough. He went he went through a really good stretch last year with I mean seven touchdowns in four games. Ten is a lot, but plus five hundred, I might I might get a little sprinkle plus on that. Five hundred, it's really over nine and a half. It's it's he's hitting that. Bobata can take some plus of my 500? money. Plus five hundred. I thought you were gonna say like plus two twenty. Yeah, Bobata can take some of my money. No no doubt. That's All right, let, 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 let's move on. Pick 20, uh, pick 19, excuse me. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints are on the clock. Dino, mm-hmm. they took your boy Trevor Penning last year. We'll see what happens this year. Who I, you hope, got I, hope he, I hope he does well. A big Trevor Penning fan. But uh, this this uh, scenario will be a basically a reverse of what they did last year. They were... Not able to get Olave, their wide receiver, with their first pick at number 11. But they get their tackle in Charles Cross. So this second pick, instead of being a tackle, will be the inverse. It will be a wide out. And I love this pick. He was my number six coming out. You just took Christian Watch, and that was my number five. I was huge on him. Still am, obviously. I'm putting my family on him, on his prop. But uh, (laughs) this is going to be Jahan Dotson, uh, a guy Kind of similar to Olave in the fact that he has inside-outside versatility, will predominantly play outside, but he's just a little bit different. He's going to be less efficient, not going to get um, 
as much yak. He's but he but he's got a nose for the end zone. Special nose for the end zone. He really does. He in limited time played, he had seven touchdowns, and that's a pretty crowded wide receiver room with a ton of talent. And he was getting attention. These were not touchdowns where they were double teaming scary Terry and you know Curtis Samuel took some guys off, you know, off a wheel route or something. He was just he gets the ball and he just glides through. And but but uh I will I will say it's a decent downgrade from Olave, obviously, though. So in last year's draft, so in last year's draft, they take obviously Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. In our redraft, we also take a wide receiver and offensive tackle and Charles Cross and Jahan Dotson. Which duo would you rather have? Yeah, that's I think it's a lot closer than people think. It is it is really close, but I still have obvious faith in Trevor Penning. I mean, he didn't get to play the year. He's still mean. That guy's mean. I'm taking our redraft. Yeah, that's fair. I think yeah. it's fair, but Olave's Olave's different. His his year was under is understated and and has been understated, in my opinion. All right, Ray, you're at you're at twenty here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who took their quarterback of the future and Kenny Pickett. Who you got here for Pittsburgh? Got right with Kenny again. Um, I have a personal rule: you got to give a first round quarterback three years at least. I know the Jets didn't do that, but we got Aaron Rodgers, so I'll, I'll let that slide. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was up and down for Kenny, but at the end of the day, Tomlin still hasn't had a losing record in, I don't think, his entire life. Never. And, I mean, he started tw- he started 12 of 13 games he played in, threw for 2,400 yards, seven touchdown, nine picks, which doesn't really look too good, but he won the le- five of his last six games with four touchdowns and only one pick. So, got mm-hmm. better as the season progressed. This team has good infrastructure around him. I think they'll be able to build him the right way. So if I'm, if I'm if I could buy stock in a player, I'll buy stock some stock in Kenny. Right. Just quickly recap the last 10 picks. At 11 for the New Orleans Saints was Charles Cross. At 12 for the Detroit Lions was Trent McDuffie. At 13 for the Philadelphia Eagles was Jalen Petrie. 14 for the Baltimore Ravens was Derek Stingley Jr. At 15 for the Houston Texans was Abe Lucas. At 16 for the Washington Commanders was Trayvon Walker. At 17, the L.A. Chargers took Jordan Davis. At 18, the Tennessee Titans took Christian Watson. At 19, the New Orleans Saints took Jahan Dotson. And then at pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers rolled with their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I am on the clock here at pick 21 with the Kansas City Chiefs, who traded up with the New England Patriots to draft Trent McDuffie. McDuffie is off the board. I got them taking Kyle Hamilton. This was kind of an interesting spot for me with Kansas City. I'm going to take Hamilton here, who was really good at the end of last year when Baltimore moved him into the slot. He really found a home in the in that slot for, for the Ravens. So I'm going to play him into a similar role that McDuffie played for the Chiefs down the stretch. And I think you just get a little more added versatility for a guy who's 6'4", playing safety, and can also play down in the box. Um, so I really like this fit for for Kansas City, kind of a Swiss Army knife in their in their defense. All right, pick twenty two is the Green Bay Packers. Dean, you are back on the clock. Green Bay had two picks in the first round last year. They took Quay Walker with the first one here. Who you got them taking? Yeah, hand up. I was I was uh pretty wrong about this player. Um. But I, I got Packers still going wide wide receiver. You can't go any other way. It's impossible. There's no way you're running out Romeo Dobbs as your 
wide receiver one who actually gets picked in this draft as well. But you, you need another wide receiver, and Christian Watson is taken. <laughs> so after that, I, I still think you have a very solid and definitely a first-rounder in George Pickens. Uh, looking back, uh, regrettably so, I had Pickens as number 11, but, you know. Woof. Yeah, it's a little woof. It's a woof. I mean, number 10 had cancer, and then, yeah, 7, 8, 9 are brutal. But wait, 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 you're picking his 11 wide receiver in the draft? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Damn. I think it was more so because I hate you and you had him really high. So, like, it was more of like a stance. It was against like the patriarchy kind of thing. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's very you. Yeah. But whatever. So, um, George Pickens at number 22 to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, stats, you know, he had 52 catches for 801 yards and four touchdowns. Throwing from a rookie who, you know, like we just talked about, he didn't even throw a lot of passes per game. It was a, it was an offense really not geared towards spreading the ball out very effectively. So uh, Pickens could be great. He obviously showed flashes of being great. He already has a a highlight reel for, you know, only one year and 52 catches in the NFL. So props to him. This wide receiver room is brutal. Need George Pickens. Right. So, I sprinkled a little bit of money on Bovada with Christian Watson, plus 500, 10 plus touchdowns. They also got 10 plus touchdowns for George Pickens at the same price at plus 500, which I think for a wide receiver room that's a little more crowded than Green Bay is kind of crazy. Yeah, you guys crazy. touching this? I'm touching Watson. Way I think I think that is a like a line that makes sense. And I think that line further shines the light on how much of a value and how my family will be bet on plus 500 for Watson. I think that's an adequate line for Pickens, but that's not going to happen. That's actually has implied odds of about plus 500. But not implied. It's specifically stated. It's the opposite of implied. I know, but the plus 500 (laughs) means that the implied odds of, if it occurring is like, I know, I know, I know you're going to go for it. Yeah, I know. So, you're but going for Christian it. Watson having ten touchdowns plus is a hundred percent. So it shouldn't be plus five hundred. No, yeah, I did the math on that. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ray, you're on the clock here at twenty three for the Buffalo Bills. Who took Kyer Elam last year? Who you got for Buffalo? I really, really, really wanted to go like Brees Hall just to piss off the uh, Buffalo fan base, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick true to my morals. I'm going Evan Neal. Would that piss them off? Oh, I mean, it would piss Chris off, which is the whole point of it. But which is basically Buffalo. just Buffalo. Yeah, it's just Buffalo. He, that, it, offense, he, that offense would be crazy with a guy like Brees or Kenneth Walker. You don't go running backs in the first round when it comes to analytic guys, Dean. Everyone knows that. But um, sure. yeah, Evan Neal. He's my OT one last year. He's start off a little shaky for the Giants, uh, going to the right side, but. I mean, he played 13 games, started all 13 games they played in. He only allowed five sacks, 38 pressures. He had about an 89 and a half uh, pass block efficiency rate, according to PFF. I just think the Bills really needed to address the trenches, which they did with this past year with Osiris Torrance. But a uh, uh, pick with Evan Neal, who could have played, he played a little guard at Alabama too, people forget. I think it would have really given this offensive line a little versatility where he could have played right tackle instead of Brown, or he could have played that right guard position and had, uh, if Bill, the Bills wanted to give uh, Brown another chance at right tackle. So I'm going to go Evan Neal. All right. I like it. 
Uh, I'm on the clock here at pick 24 for the Dallas Cowboys, who took Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is off the board already, but I'm going to draft another offensive tackle. I got them taking Braxton Jones here. So a fifth round selection, making it into the first round. Good on you, Braxton Jones. Played awesome last year. Had the highest run blocking grade of any tackle last year, according to PFF. 29 hurries allowed. He was really, really good. Started all 17 games at left tackle. So big surprise for them uh, getting an offensive lineman that late in the draft. And I know we all, and especially me, really came down on the Bears last year after not taking an offensive lineman with one of their two second-round picks. But panned out, they got a guy, and uh, and then this year they drafted Darnell Wright. So maybe they have their bookends of the future, and I look foolish. Um, but I don't think so. Uh, 25 is the Baltimore Ravens, where they traded with the Arizona Cardinals for Hollywood Brown. They ended up taking Tyler Linderbaum here at 25. Dino, you are on the clock. Linder's your guy. Yeah, Linder's my guy, and I said that this pick would pan out beautifully, and it has. He did let up three sacks last year, but he was a absolute menace and a force in the run game, and he's still very, very solid in the pass game. He is going to be a fantastic starting center for them for, for many years to come. So that, for those reasons, this is an obvious uh, run around and they're still going to grab Linder here for sure. Honestly, if if the G-men had a pick in like the early to mid-teens, I probably would have thought about it because I really do think we've seen it with, you know, the likes of like a Creed Humphrey. These guys that are going to be great starting centers, they really get devalued in this in the NFL draft process and they really, really help teams become much better and especially for that old line that needs to be a cohesive unit we saw it with mangold with the when you have a really really good center i don't know why but it it makes every other position play a bit better so uh, a linderbaum is a still a great pick for this ravens team like it ray you're on the clock here with the last of the new york jets picks who traded back into the first round with the tennessee titans who you got they took jermaine johnson last year I mean, Dean stuck with his guy. I'm sticking with my guy. I'm going Jermaine still. Uh, hand up. I originally had George Karloftis here, but I felt like a fraud. Got to stick with Jermaine. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was my number three edge and number nine overall player in this class. I mean, he didn't get as much work as typical first-round picks do. He only played in 14 games. None of those were starts and had 312 snaps uh, as opposed to Karloftis, who had like 800-plus snaps. So the difference in um, production isn't, Obviously, fair just due to the lack of a uh, lack of time on the field, but he had two and a half sacks, fourteen total pressures, and I think he flashed his closing ability, especially with that one sack on Josh Allen. So I think year two coming up, he'll get a little bit more of expanded role, and we'll hope to see those numbers go up a little bit. Love it, love Triple J. Um, I'm on the clock here at 27 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who traded with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took Devin Lloyd with this pick. I got them taking Cater Kohu, an undrafted free agent, while making the first round. I absolutely love that. Shout out Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, <laughs> Division II national champion. Got to love that. He got some playing time after Byron Jones and Nick Needham went down with injuries. Stepped in right away. Played really, really well in the slot. Um, and I think he's going to have a home in the middle of this defense in the inside 
with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard on the outside this coming year. So I think it's going to be a really good year for Kata Kohu. He was top 20 in the AFC in past breakups and only started the last 10 games of the season. So I think uh, it's on the up and up for, for Kata Kohu. So love to get a, love to get a shout out for the, uh, for the undrafted free agent. Yeah. It seems a little bit overreaction, but I respect it. Yeah. You gotta get, you gotta get the boys in there. You're he was good. people. He was good. He was really good last year. He was good for them in the slot. All right. At 28, the Green Bay Packers are back on the board. Dean, you're on the clock. They took Devontae Wyatt last year. Who you got here for Green Bay? Devontae Wyatt would still make a ton of sense, and I still think would be a good pick, but this can't – Jaquan Brisker cannot fall out of the first round. It makes a ton of sense. They really need some safety help behind Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes, who who is a solid, very solid, above-average tandem in this league at cornerback. But the safety play on this team has been atrocious. And although they could use some interior D-line help here, they have some solid pieces on the D-line where they can, you know, maybe have kind of shady inside position on the D-line, at least one. So for that reason, I'm grabbing Jaquan Brisker. Like I said, he had four sacks, and he was an instantaneous – he was instantaneously the best player on this Chicago defense. At least when I watched, he was all over the place. Really, I – I thought him and Jalen Petrie were huge this past year and definitely warrant to be in the first round. Cause I'm pretty sure both were taken in the second. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Oh, and go state. Shout out. So state. Quan Brisker for the, for the Packers. All right. At 29, the new England Patriots are on the clock. This is where they move back with the Kansas city chiefs. They took Cole strange, a strange pick last year for sure. But <laughs> ended up playing pretty well for them. He was solid. Ray, uh, you're on the clock here. Who you got for New England? Yeah, I mean, Cole Strange wasn't – I know people laughed at it, but he did play well. But I'm going Jamison Williams, who obviously went uh, around the top 10 area in the real draft. But it gives gives the pitchers exactly what they need. They need a dynamic wide-receiving weapon who can stretch the field for them. Hasn't seen the field much with the injury, obviously. And then now next year he's got the gambling suspension. But this is something the type of player that Bill Belichick's been looking for someone who could take the top off the defense and really give Mac Jones a, a number one target. So I think it makes all the sense in the world. They already have that. His name's Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> where, where your head is at, bro. What year right, is this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm on the clock here. The Kansas City Chiefs are back on the clock. They took George, George Karloftis last year. I'm sticking with George here. I think he struggled a little bit to find himself at the beginning of the season, but really turned it on late. Had six sacks in the last seven games, and he also had one against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game on his way to becoming an NFL champion. So shout out, George. Um, He's going to have a bigger role this year for sure. He's going to be able to take advantage of playing alongside Chris Jones, still catches a ton of double teams, and they also drafted Felix on a DK Uzama this year. So they got a nice little core that they're building on that front four. So I'm sticking with George Karloftis here. Dean, quickly, on Bovada, you can get George Karloftis, Defensive Player of the Year, for plus 15,000. You sprinkling? 150 to 1. I will sprinkle that for sure. All right, Dino, you are back on the clock here at pick 31 for the Cincinnati Bengals, who took Dax Hill last year. Who you got for Cincy? 
Again, Dax Hill would still be a very good pick here. I think a lot of teams got some really solid players. Really, when you go up and down this first first round, you can't fault a lot of them. A lot of them can still go the direction. But Zion Johnson was great for the Chargers. He was very solid. Him and Jamari Salyer, by the way, who could have easily been picked over Zion after this season. He was flashing as well. But Zion Johnson would be awesome right here for the Bengals. Really sure up that O-line. And obviously the perennial strength of this of this team. Honestly, if you can't if you can't stop them, bang with them. So sure up this old line and just score a billion points. All right. You know, how, you know how to beat a team getting a billion points? You get a billion and one points. That checks out. That. that checks out. All right, right. Round us <laughs> out, round us out here. The Minnesota Vikings <laughs> traded with the Detroit Lions for pick thirty-two. They took your boy Lewis Seen last year. Who you got here at 32 for the Vikings? Yeah, I was between a couple of players. I was between uh, Kair Elam, but last year the Vikings played a lot of zone. That's just not his game. I know now they have Brian Flores, so they may be playing a little bit more man, but still, since it was a last year draft, I'm going to go with Martin Emerson from Mississippi State. Actually drafted in the third round by Cleveland. He only started like five games this year, but he played a hell a ton of snaps, like 800-plus snaps. Um, allowed 53.9% completion percentage against. Didn't have any picks, but he had nine pass breakups. This is just a big-bodied cornerback who fits today's day and age. He can play off zone, solid tackler, physical. So I really like the fit for him in Minnesota who can play out wide on that D. Love it. All right, so we're going to run through the draft, but before we do that, I'm going to mention a couple guys who were drafted in the first round last year, didn't make our redraft. Kenny Green for the Houston Texans, uh, Traylon Burks, Trevor Penning, Quay Walker, Kair Elam, Devin Lloyd, Devontae Wyatt, Cole Strange, Dax Hill, and Lewis Seen. Sorry, fellas, you lost out on a ton of money moving <laughs> out of the first round. Uh, now to the draft. Our redraft starts with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the 101, taking Sauce Gardner. At two, the Detroit Lions took Aiden Hutchinson. At three, the Houston Texans took Garrett Wilson. Four was the New York Jets. They took Brock Purdy. At five, the New York Giants took Tariq Wollin. Six was the Carolina Panthers. They took Iki Iquanu, stuck with their boy. At seven, the New York Giants took Chris Olave. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Kayvon Thibodeau. At nine, the Seattle Seahawks took Tyler Smith. At ten, the New York Jets with the second of their three picks took Drake London, another wide receiver. Um, at 11, the New Orleans Saints took Charles Cross. At 12, the Detroit Lions took Trent McDuffie. 13 was the Philadelphia Eagles. They took Jalen Petrie. At 14, the Baltimore Ravens took Derek Stingley Jr. At 15, the Houston Texans took Abe Lucas. I think that's a steal of the draft, honestly. Um, at 16, the Washington Commanders took Trayvon Walker, a former first round, number one overall pick. 17, the L.A. Chargers took Jordan Davis. I love that fit, too. Um, at 18, the Tennessee Titans took Christian Watson. At 19, the New Orleans Saints took Jahan Dotson. 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers stuck with their boy, Kenny Pickett. At 21, the Kansas City Chiefs took Kyle Hamilton. 22, the Green Bay Packers took George Pickens. 23 was the Buffalo Bills. They took offensive lineman Evan Neal. At 24, the Dallas Cowboys took Braxton Jones. Fifth rounder sneaking into the first round here. At 25, the Baltimore Ravens took Tyler Linderbaum, stuck with their guy. At 26, the New York Jets also stuck with their pick here in Jermaine Johnson. 
27 was the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took undrafted free agent Cater Kohu. At 28, the Green Bay Packers took Jaquan Brisker. 29 was the New England Patriots. They took Jamison Williams. 30 was the Kansas City Chiefs. They stuck with their guy, George Karloftis, plus 15,000 if you were listening on Bovada right now uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. At 31, the Cincinnati Bengals took Zion Johnson. And then the Minnesota Vikings rounded us out with Martin Emerson. So, fellas, love that redraft. We're going to take a look quickly at these upcoming rookie class. Talked a lot about um, about Sauce Gardner being plus 900, Garrett Wilson being plus 1,000 last year. A couple of rookie props on Bovada right now. For Offensive Rookie of the Year, Bijan is the favorite at plus 300. Rice is plus 450. Stroud and AR are plus 900. Gibbs is plus 1,100. JSN is plus 1,400. Who are we rolling with here? I feel like Bryce makes the most sense. Quarterback on uh best team out of like out of the rookie quarterback bunch, I would say, and in a weak ass division where he can succeed. So I think Bryce is the move. I agree. I hate to agree with Ray on this one, but yes. Yeah, my long shot is uh is Devon A chain at plus four thousand. That's pretty solid. Forty to one. I feel like it would it's, I feel like it's not a horrible idea sprinkling on uh JSN for this year. Especially since the Seahawks are going to be beastly. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, let's look. Let's take a look quickly at the defensive rookie of the year on Bovada. We got Will Anderson as the favorite right now at plus four hundred. Jalen Carter is plus seven fifty. So Will Anderson, a big big favorite here. Uh, Tyree Wilson plus nine hundred. Devon Witherspoon plus a thousand. Christian Gonzalez plus eleven hundred. A couple other guys. Lucas Van Ness plus fifteen hundred. Cansey's plus eighteen. Forbes is plus 1,800. Um, my big time, I already bet this, honestly. Jack Campbell, plus 2,200. That guy's going to see the field immediately. I love that bet. We honestly, I, I love both of the top corner bets. Plus 1,100 for Christian Gonzalez. As I mean, that's just a defense that just has their cornerbacks thrive immediately. I don't know how they do it. Mike Pellegrino, uh, shout out Konequat, uh, is doing a – Amazing job there. It's actually crazy. Uh, I think it's the first time anyone's ever shouted out Connect Watt. Legitimately. Maybe besides Dimoff. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. He's the cornerbacks coach there, and he actually got promoted. Good for him. I freaking I know that I know that guy. But uh also obviously Devon Witherspoon at, at plus a thousand as well. And both of these guys are going to presumably be, you know, not taking the number one wide out on the opposing team almost automatically not needing to shade them because obviously Devon Witherspoon has Tariq Woolen by his side as well as Christian Gonzalez having Jack Jones. So I, I really like both of those, 10-1 and 11-1. to Ray, what do you think? Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. Did you list uh, Will McDonald? Uh, I have, and he's plus twenty five hundred, <laughs> though. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay off that one. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go I Will do Andrews. like you. I do like your boy. Uh, your I boy like Drew, uh, your boy Drew Sanders plus three thousand. I'll, I'll go Will Anderson. That scheme is made for him. He'll get. He's going to be the only pass rusher on that team too. So yeah. like it. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our twenty twenty two redraft. Stay with us. We got a lot more offseason content coming. We have summer scouting coming soon, fellas. Started diving into some quarterback tape just a few days ago. Ooh, 
blood's starting to go. Let's go. As, o- <laughs> As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us. We continue this 2023 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you.